brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Got Freedom Podcast here on the We The People Podcast Network. Your host, Chad Hummel, joined with me today this uh, awesome Tuesday afternoon, uh, post-Thanksgiving Tuesday afternoon. I'm joined here with uh, my producer, Austin. Hello. How's everybody doing? Austin's in the house. I was going to say, where's, uh, where's the thumbs up, Austin? Come on. I, I, I have to fade down the music before I bring myself up. Otherwise, gotcha. it just cuts out dramatically. Gotcha. You don't usually introduce me that quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to get the introductions out of the way quickly here so I can uh, spew my nonsense for the next hour. So thank you to everybody who's joining us now. Thank you uh, to everybody that will uh, watch and or listen later, wherever they get their podcasts, of course. Again, my name is Chad Hummel. This is the God Freedom Podcast here on the We The People Podcast Network, and please go to the We The People Podcast Network on Facebook and join us and like us and subscribe. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we'd love to have you as a member of our sites. Um, I'd also like to give a shameless plug to our other podcasters. So uh, tonight at 6 p.m., uh, almost immediately following my show, about an hour break for for Austin to kind of gather his thoughts and uh put his brain back inside of his ears as after he has to listen to me for an hour. Um, but uh, we have Marcus with uh, Made in America. Marcus Williams ha has the Made in America podcast. That's 6 p.m. every Tuesday night on the We the People podcast network. And then tomorrow at 4 p.m., of course, is the big show co-hosted by Kimberly Ray and Just Tom. And then tomorrow, Wednesday at 6 p.m., none other than our uh, our host here, or I'm sorry, our uh, our producer here, Austin. Austin has his own podcast as well. It's called, uh, well, why don't you tell us what it's called, Austin? Uh, I do po Pop Culture Partisans. It's your weekly dose of PCP every week at 6 o'clock. <laughs> we also had our weekly dose of Wednesday. PCP before this show, right, Austin? <laughs> yes, always. That's the only way we can get through this show. Um, yeah, so tomorrow at 6 o'clock, you can join Austin on his uh, podcast, Pop Culture Partisans. And then tomorrow at 8 p.m., we have Jose Pio, and Jose Pio, who's a Rochester City Councilman, uh, his 
podcast is called Political Correcting. Political Correcting with Jose Pio. So follow and like all of those podcasts as well, please. All right. Well, let's get right into it. So a few topics to cover here this afternoon. Uh, one, a couple personal things. I uh, did a little hiking this past weekend. Um, I've probably talked about that a little bit here on the podcast over the months. I love to hike. Um, someday my goal is to do what's called a through hike of the Appalachian Trail. Um, that's where you hike from either the south end to the north end or the north end to the south end, and you do it all at once. It takes anywhere from four to six months. So, But uh, this weekend I did not do a through hike but I did do a short hike out at uh, Powder Mill Park. Uh, Powder Mill Park is in the town of Parenton, borders Pittsford. And I took some, uh, some awesome pictures. So, Austin, why don't you throw up? So, look at that. So, that's the Arondequite Creek in Powder Mill Park. And for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a quick little uh, history lesson, so to speak quick little global warming lesson on where the Irondequoit Creek came from, um, other than God, of course. But uh, so about ten to 12,000 years ago, the Irondequoit Creek was essentially the Genesee River, if that makes any sense. Um, the Irondequoit Creek flowed um, all the way to, well, it still does, flows all the way to the Irondequoit Bay, and that was essentially the mouth of the main uh, water tributary in this region, the Irondequoit Creek was the main water tributary. Uh, but somewhere in the Honeyoy area, about 10 to 12,000 years ago, just the way that the glaciers settled and ended up melting, um, they, the, the, the water tributary, which was the Irondequoit Creek, was diverted and a new tributary formed, which eventually became the Genesee River, which of course eventually became a much larger waterway that now leads its way all the way to Lake Ontario, just further west, of course. Uh, essentially, the Irondequoit Creek still flows from south to north, and it makes its way all the way to Lake Ontario vis-a-vis the Irondequoit Bay. But, of course, it's just a creek now, right? It's not a river. And uh, I don't know what grade we learned that in, maybe third or fourth grade. What grade did we learn about streams and creeks and rivers and the mouth and the source? Do you remember any of that, Austin? I, you know, that feels like like middle school to me, like sixth grade. No, actually, what you should have said, it feels like this podcast, right? That's, yeah. That's where yeah. you learned it. Yes, I'm learning stuff <laughs> right now. You learned it on the day. God Freedom podcast. Exactly. Every week, I look forward to, to Chad's lessons. Yeah. So anyway, so this is the Irondequoit Creek in the Powder, uh, Powder Mill Park. And over the past several months, I've actually been tracking the Irondequoit Creek. I've been hiking different sections of the Irondequoit Creek. Um, starting uh, the furthest point north that you can access the Irondequoit Creek on public lands is essentially Tryon Park, if you're familiar with the Tryon Park area up in Irondequoit, uh, Webster area. And I've, uh, I've worked my way uh, backwards or south, I guess you would say. I've worked my way south over the past several months uh, to the point where the past couple weekends um, I'm out to uh, Powder Mill Park. And then uh, I haven't really done much research as far as what's further south from there, but it's uh, generally uh, somewhere on what is known as the, um, oh, I can't uh, can't think of the name of it. There's a trail in the Fishers area. I mean, somebody can maybe help me out with that. But, nope, I didn't see any fish, uh, Brett. I've seen a lot of uh, salmon fishers out, of course, this time of year, brown trout fishers, um, fishermen, I should say. 
but I have not seen any fish though. Um, but it's very beautiful out there. So, so back to the photograph. So I'm hiking this section of Arondequay Creek um, in Powder Mill Park this past weekend, and I come around the corner and I see this. And just kind of, of a beautiful, beautiful sight. Of course, there was a dusting of snow out there. It was nice and cold and crisp out there. Just a beautiful day. I think it was uh, Saturday morning, I believe. And there's these two trees that have essentially fallen into each other. And they've formed this X, I guess. And I just stood there and stared at it for the longest time thinking, how did these two trees end up like this? And, and I don't know if anyone else has any other suggestion uh, other than what I came up with, but I don't know. What do you think, Austin? How did, how did those two trees, did they, were they planted like that? Uh, you know, maybe there was just a, a wind from like two directions at the same time and they just sort of blew together. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, isn't that just kind of amazing that the two trees would have fallen at the exact same time towards each other and and hit each other and, and ended up in that position over the top of the creek. It's just, I don't know, it just seems very strange to me or or odd or I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but really cool. In any event, really cool uh, to be out there to see that kind of over the top of the creek. And I don't know, the way I looked at it was I thought that I thought the trees were praying. I thought they had formed their their uh, their tree trunks in prayer. Oh, well, you, know, the, you you must be more like artistically inclined you want me to run than with, I am. You want me to run with that or no? I uh, know I like it. I like <laughs> it. It's very it's very uh, poetic. There you go, poetic justice. Exactly. All right, so that's my little uh, my little spiel for the week on nature. So then, and and then of course, let me quickly tell you all what happened after that. So of course, after my hike, I I always have to go find another cup of coffee uh, because Dunkin' Donuts uh, hasn't franchised anything out on the Irondequay Creek yet. So I usually grab my my coffee first thing in the morning on the way out. I usually grab that from 7-Eleven. I go on my hike. And then by the time I'm done with my hike, I'm ready for another cup of coffee. And I was over in the Bushnell's Basin area. So I stopped into Brugger's to grab a cup of coffee. And if anyone that's watching, listening out there, uh, is a regular uh, Brugger's uh, patron, um, you would probably know that because of COVID, right, because of how dangerous uh, COVID is and how it spreads and kills people so, you know, quickly and, and whatnot, um, Brugger's dining area is not open. So you can go in, right, however many people can go in, so whatever the capacity is, let's say 50 people or 75 people. So, so 50 or 75 people can congregate without masks on inside Brugger's um, standing up, but you just can't sit down to eat because apparently that's too much of a COVID liability for Brugger's to take on. So, but think about that for a second, right? Because of, of course, everybody knows uh, anyone that's lived through COVID that tried to go to a restaurant or a bar uh, during the height of COVID, uh, all you know that according to New York State, COVID only spreads when you're standing up without a mask on, right? It doesn't spread when you're sitting down, only in restaurants, of course, without a mask on. So we all know the ridiculous rules that when you go to a bar or a restaurant, it's okay to take your mask off when you sit down, 
uh, whether it be at a restaurant table, at a, at a booth, or even at the bar. But if you stand up and walk to the bathroom or walk to the hostess station or just simply stand up to leave, then you're required to put a mask on because suddenly you become a COVID spreader. So now take that and equate that to what Brugger's current policy is. So 50 people, 75 people can stand up inside Brugger's. And I was there for approximately 15 to 20 minutes. Um, there was only a few people there when I was there, uh, which, and, and I only ordered three sandwiches, one for myself, one for my wife, and, and one of my daughters to take home. And, and I was there for 15 to 20 minutes. So had there been 10 or 15 or even 20 people there ordering, I, I may have been there longer waiting. So, so you can stand there with several people or more for 15, 20, 30, who knows how many minutes. And you can stand there without masks off, standing up, and that's okay to Brugger's, right? They don't feel that there's any COVID liability or COVID risk with that, which is, of course, directly contrary to what we were told by the experts, right? The experts who have no political agenda, the experts who have no big pharma agenda, these so-called medical doctors who tell us to follow the science, and here's their science. This is their science at play in real life. Okay, and I know that many of you out there have become very intellectually lazy and intellectually dishonest, and you just, for whatever reason, um, and, and for good reasons, I suppose, right? You just don't want to hurt your brain to try to think through all this stuff. So you just take their word for it, right? They're the doctors. They're the experts. Uh, Dr. Fauci is, you know, allegedly this medical doctor and he's an expert, right? And the president is some sort of expert, even though he can't even string a sentence together half the time when they put a microphone in front of him. And um, big pharma who is selling billions of dollars worth of uh, pharmaceutical drugs, they're the experts. So you listen to them because you don't have time, you don't have the energy uh, to do your own research, but that's okay. You don't have to. All you have to do is use simple, basic common sense. Just open your eyes. Just look around. Just go to Brugger's. Just go to Brugger's and stand there with 20 or 30 other people without a mask on and ask yourself, why is it that when you're in a bar or restaurant, you're not supposed to stand up without a mask on, you're supposed to sit down, but when you go to Brugger's, you have to stand up without a mask on, but you can't sit down, which gets to the punchline of this story. So as I'm standing there and waiting for my food, they had luckily uh, given me my coffee so I could stand there and drink my coffee. Um, there was another gentleman standing close by, and then there was a, another couple gentlemen in line uh, ordering. And I'm just kind of milling around, looking around the, the restaurant. And there was a little round table with two chairs uh, nearby um, that I was close to. So I, I recognized that I was going to be waiting five or six or maybe 10 minutes. So I figured, well, let me sit down real quick. I'll pull my phone out and hop on social media and, and, and see what's going on. And I reached down to grab the chair and pull it out. And are you ready for this, Austin? You're not going to believe this, Austin. The chairs, the two chairs at this little round table were zip-tied together and then zip-tied around the base of the table in order to prevent me right? From sitting down. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's mind boggling. It shocks the conscious. It really does. I don't know. I don't think I'm making too much out of this. And, and I think 
I guess I could figure I was making too much out of this. Again, had the government not actually and literally forced mom and pop out of business during COVID. Mom and pop restaurants and bars were literally shut down under threat of law, right? Under the threat of fake law and, and, and fake mandates and dictatorial policies from Dr. Mike Mendoza and the powers to be. They were shut down. They were told that you could only have X amount of people in your restaurant. And when you did, I, I, I just covered it. They had to be sitting down if they didn't have a mask on. And here I am without a mask on in a restaurant, in, in an establishment that falls under these fake rules and mandates, and I cannot sit down because the COVID policy puts them in a position where they think that it makes sense to zip tie their tables and chairs together to force me to stand up and spread COVID, I guess. Because again, that's when COVID spreads in bars and restaurants, when you're standing up without a mask on. But that was last year, right? The science changed. Don't follow the science, right? Follow whatever they tell you to do. That's all this is. There's no science. And you don't have to be a researcher. You don't have to spend five minutes researching five pages of anything. Just go to Brugger's. Just go to any establishment and see the blatantly obvious gaslighting and hypocrisy and quite frankly, the hoax of all of this, right? Again, not COVID. COVID, of course, scientifically, medically is a real virus. It exists and it has real symptoms, etc. Everything else is fake. Everything else is a hoax. Period. Period. Everything else is fake. It's overblown. It's designed for tyranny to step in and rule your life. All right. So that's my hiking and Bruger's, Bruger's portion of the show. Now, let's move on a little bit. Well, we're actually not moving on. We're still going to be talking about COVID here. But I did, uh, speaking of not doing research, I actually did a little bit of research today, a little bit of show prep on this issue. And what I set out to do was basically um, figure out how ridiculous some of these rules and regulations are. And of course, one of the biggest hot button issues uh, right now in Monroe County and in, quite frankly, all of the counties across New York State, more specifically the school districts across New York State, is the whole masking issue with kids. And of course, I'm just going to take these headphones off. I only really need them when I'm playing video clips. Um, so here's where we're at. Everybody knows that all children, all students, all teachers, all staff, all visitors are required to wear a mask at all times while inside school district property, uh, inside any building. And beside the fact that the school district does not, most school districts do not bother to enforce that um, unless they want to, right? So if a teacher or a staff member or a police officer, for example, comes into a particular school district, um, they don't have to wear a mask if they don't want to in the school district is not going to say anything. But if a, if a parent who's a known thorn in the side to any particular school district, uh, i.e. me, um, or you perhaps, there's many of you out there now too that have found yourself in the same uh, boat that I'm in. If you try to do the same thing, of course, um, you're a COVID spreader, you're a danger to uh, the children and the staff and the teachers at the school district, and you'll be summarily 
uh, dealt with by law enforcement. But that's beside the point for now. So this is what I did today. Um, I did a little research, and what I came up with was there are approximately 74,000 students that are enrolled in uh, Monroe County schools in approximately 17 uh, different school districts in Monroe County, right? We're talking Spencerport and Greece and East Rochester and Brighton and Gates and Wheatland, Chilai, and so on and so forth. So 17 school districts, approximately 74,000 students that are enrolled in school. The total population of Monroe County last census was approximately 760,000, okay? So just to recap, 74,000 students, approximately 760,000 um, population in, in Monroe County. So you can do that quick math in your head, quite frankly, and you're talking approximately 9%. And then if we use, because of course, statistics, as you either know or don't know, they can always be manipulated, right? Um, you know, numbers don't lie, but numbers can be put into different contexts to produce different results and to promote different agendas. So I, I did the numbers a couple different ways just to make sure that the statistics were consistent. So what I also did was I added in the Rochester City School District. Initially, I excluded it because there are I, well, I suspected and then confirmed there's more than double the number of students in the Rochester City School District, so I was going to exclude those numbers for the time being. But, but then I threw those numbers in. That brings us up to 93,000. So including the Rochester City School District, we have approximately 93,000 students um, enrolled in school, basically pre-K through 12 in, in, in this region or this area, Monroe County. And if you take, according to Wikipedia, the the greater Rochester, uh, the statistical region for the Census Bureau for the greater Rochester area also includes a couple of the contiguous counties uh, like Ontario County and Wayne County uh, and Yates County. So that population is approximately 1,070,000. So if we take the 93,000 number and the million seventy for the total population. Now you're talking approximately eight and a half percent. So those numbers jive. The bottom line is we're somewhere between eight and nine percent. All right, eight and nine percent of the total population are students that are subject to this ridiculous uh, mask mandate in schools. That's Monroe County's plan to stop COVID spread. Which, of course, as we now know, two years in, can't be stopped. It can't be stopped. We had lockdowns. We had 14 days to flatten the curve. We shut down businesses. We closed schools. We have a vaccine. It's available to everybody. We have booster shots, a second, a third, now a fourth. We've double-masked. We've triple-masked. We've worn goggles. We've worn gloves. We've closed the churches. We've done everything. We've tried everything. And we know as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that COVID, the COVID spread in September of 2021 was double, if not triple, the COVID spread, the statistics that were being reported by CDC, Monroe County Department of Health. They had doubled and, and in some cases tripled throughout the month of September and early October from year to year, from 2020 when there was no vaccine to 2021. 
So there's no stopping it, right? It's a virus. Of course, there's no stopping it. It's going to mutate. It's going to respread. It's going to remutate. It's going to respread. They're going to name it ridiculous names. They're going to skip letters in the alphabet so that they don't so that they don't offend certain people. All right, and this is what we have, and we still have. But you know what? You know what? One number hasn't changed: the death rate, the mortality rate. If you even if you even catch it. And we're going to get to this with some video footage in a little bit. We have some video footage of uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta talking about this topic, right? And of course, he's he's trying to put forth this narrative of the disinformation that's out there, which would include this podcast right now, right? My podcast, my my opinion on this, my common sense approach to this would be considered part of the disinformation campaign that's out there on social media, and and. And Sanjay Gupta is on CNN, and he's you know he's got the bully pulpit of CNN, and he's and he's putting out there his his basis for why it's all disinformation. So, but the but the one thing that hasn't changed is that over ninety nine percent. And and what I was getting at is you you will hear uh, Sanjay Gupta back this up, okay. Because again, the numbers don't lie. They can't, they can't take the numbers away. What they can do, though, is acknowledge the numbers and then put their spin on it and put their phony agenda on it, right, and, and, and their take on it. So you'll hear him support what I'm telling you, and that is, is that over 99% of the people that get the virus recover from it. That's still the case. That number hasn't changed, hasn't gone up, hasn't gone down. It's still the same. Vaccine, no vaccine, one mask, two masks, three masks, School open, school closed, sit up, stand up, zip tie the chairs together. It doesn't matter. If you get the virus, if you get the virus, and I don't even know those statistics. Maybe somebody knows those statistics. But even if you get it, which is whatever percent chance that that you'll get it, I guess at some point it's probably 100, right? I mean, eventually everyone's getting it. Of course, even the vaccinated are getting it. I've heard the stories. People call me. They contact me. They set up appointments. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of dozens of people that are getting vaccinated, and then they're getting COVID, right? And then they're trying to justify and rationalize, you know, why they got COVID, why they got the vax, why they got the COVID and the vax, blah, 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 blah. But it is what it is. So, so Monroe County, their response, New York State, really, New York State's response to stopping the statewide spread of COVID is to force, again, let's use the microcosm statistics here in Monroe County that I laid, that I laid out. Their way to stop the spread of COVID is to force less than 9% of the population to wear a mask, right? And note this, that's less than 9% of the population for approximately 30% of the day, of course, right? Dot, dot, dot. You know where I'm going with this. How long are kids even in school? How long are kids even under this mandate? Eight hours max, right? They get up in the morning. They're at home for an hour or so. They go to school for seven hours, maybe eight, maybe slightly longer if they're involved in athletics. But then if they're outdoors, they don't have to wear a mask. So 
So we're back to maybe seven hours where they're forced to wear this mask. And then maybe they get a mask break during the day. Cause remember COVID doesn't spread when they sit down and they eat. So then they come home. Well, first see, first they get on the bus and they put the mask back on with all of their friends. And then all those kids get off at the bus stop and they take their masks off. And maybe they spend a couple hours hanging out and playing together without their masks on. Or they go to a function at night together without their masks on. Maybe they go to the mall on the weekend. Did you go to, were you at Eastview Mall last weekend? Did you see the tens of thousands of people that transferred and trans, you know, trans, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, traveled, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Traveled through Eastview Mall over the weekend, over Black Friday. Tens of thousands of people went through Eastview Mall, in and out. I was there twice. I was there twice, Black Friday and then on Saturday. I saw thousands of people over the course of those two days. I would say easily 95% of the people that I saw were not wearing masks. Well, let's, let's do that study. How many people caught COVID? How many people died? How many people even got the sniffles from being indoors in close quarters uh, in many cases, shoulder to shoulder in lines outside stores. I'm going off on a tangent now, but it, don't you don't you see the hoax people? Don't you see the hoax? I was almost going to make a, a good rhyme there. Don't you see the hoax, folks? That should be a good one. That should, that should be a new one. We should put, the, put that the, put that on a shirt. Racket. Oh yeah. Remember the Jim Rome show? I think that was Jim Rome. He used to say racket when he when he said something that he thought was good. He would tell his producer to rack it. Oh, I think go. that was Jim Rome. But anyway, um, so we're going to mandate less than 9% of the population to wear a mask approximately 30% of the day. And somehow that's, that's a good policy. That's a, that's a good, logical, scientific medical policy, right? I mean, give me a break. Give us a break, folks. Can anyone in these school districts see how ridiculous this is? And they do. They do. And then they say, well, our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do. The state's making us. Bullshit. Bullshit. Right? But, but honestly, it's our fault. It's we the people's fault. It's, it's us the parents' fault. We allow it to continue. We allow it to continue because we make it comfortable. We make it comfortable for these boards of education and these school districts and these teachers and these superintendents and these building principals. We make it comfortable for them because we comply. That way they can just stand there and wash their hands of it, get their funding. They all got their CARES money, their COVID money, right? East Arondequate School District, I believe, got just south of $10 million in CARES money on top of the over $90 million tax levy that they get every year directly from the taxpayer. So that's 90 plus 10, that's a hundred million. Um, and we all know that their expenses obviously plummeted back in 2020 because just one simple example, they saved tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, just on transportation costs alone, gasoline expense, the buses weren't running right? Extracurricular activities were more or less canceled. Buses weren't running. Bus drivers weren't getting paid. They saved tens of thousands, if not, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they got a bump of, of 9.8 million, I believe. Um, and where, where'd the money go? Where's the accounting? 
right? Masks, what did they do? Did they spend $10 million on masks? How much did your district get? How much did your district spend? This is all discoverable through a simple FOIL request. They got the money. What did they do with it? Again, keep in mind, the real issue is what did they agree to do in order to get the money, okay? That's all you need to know. The age-old saying, follow the money. This is just a simple classic example of it. You follow the money, you find the agreement, you find the paperwork that went along with the CARES money, and you'll find the answer. The answer, of course, does not lie in public health because if the answer lied in public health, then we would all be mandated to wear masks all the time, right? If, if masks worked, which, of course, they know they don't. This is nothing but control. This is nothing but a power grab. This is nothing but a money grab and a money shift redistribution of wealth. Take your wealth and redistribute it to themselves. That's it. It's as simple as that. All right. So we've covered hiking. We've covered Brugger's bagels, zip tied chairs together. We've covered the ridiculousness of the COVID masks in schools. Um, now I want to get to those, uh, those videos if we can, Austin. Just take a quick little uh, break here. How, what do what our comments look like? Any comments on here? Let me. In high school hockey, Marianne says, in high school hockey, they have to wear masks under their helmets while doing aerobics. Oh, yeah, that, so that reminds me. So I took my, my one daughter. Um, she had a birthday party this past weekend um, at the Webster Hockey Rink. It's where... It's in Webster. It's also the, the home of uh, Penfield Hockey. So Penfield High School, Webster High School, um, that's where they play their hockey. And you, you may know they have open open uh, skate to the public. So we've been there many times. So my one daughter had her birthday party there this weekend with some friends. And there's a section of the of the building. It's a huge complex, right? Big, huge, industrial-sized complex. And in one section of the complex, uh, it's a soccer arena essentially and it looks like it's leased out to a separate entity so while I was hanging out in the lobby the girls are skating in the ice skating rink which of course masks were not required so again when masks aren't forced and required it appears to me that 90 95 percent uh, don't wear them except when you're at Wegmans of course and it's about 50 50 but at, so at the skating arena in both the lobby and in the ice skating rink itself 90, 95% of the people were maskless. Uh, and then, I, But then I noticed behind these big double doors, there was the separate soccer arena, and there was a big sign on the door that said, masks must be worn at all times. So, of course, that caused me to go over there and pop open the door, and on the other side of the double doors, there was soccer practice going on. Looked like maybe 10, 11, 12-year-olds, all in masks. All of the adults were in masks. So here we are all under the same building all in the same footprint of this big, huge industrial complex indoors. We all came through the same entrance, and we just went to different parts of the complex. And in one part of the complex, the soccer players are all wearing masks, and the coaches and the adults are all wearing masks. And on the other side of the building, including the lobby, 90 to 95% of the people are not wearing masks, right? So again, you know, here we are. Here we are with the ridiculousness of how this is all playing out. What else do we have as far as comments? I always forget about the comments, so I'd like to try to take a look at some of them. Our kids are the healthiest fraction of the population. Of course, Nigel, that's um, 
you know, there was a point where um, there's a local doctor that I've consulted with uh, many times throughout the, the COVID uh, situation. And at one point, uh, this local doctor had done a lot of the research on the pediatric aspects of the COVID. And there was a point in time where there had been exactly zero, right? What's that percent? I think the number zero also equates to 0%, if I'm not mistaken. But there was exactly zero or 0% um, pediatric deaths in Monroe County. So ages one day to 18 years old, there had been exactly zero children 18 and under or under 18 that had died from COVID. And for all I know, that's still the case. Um, but yet, yeah, yet we put these, we put these restrictions on our kids, but not on anyone else, right? You can pretty much go anywhere you want now in Monroe County and it's your choice to wear a mask. In fact, many, many establishments now have that signage up that, that says, you know, we recommend a mask or we ask that you wear a mask, but of course it's no longer, um, the establishment's position that it's mandated. So, all right, well, let's move on. So I mentioned earlier that, that I have a video clip and I think I talked about this perhaps on Kimberly's revolution. Maybe I talked about it on this podcast, uh, but I mentioned, and I, you know what? I also know that I posted about this on my Facebook page. So, and this was a, a uh, special report, I guess, is what it, it was called, on CNN a few weekends ago that I watched with uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. And the the whole idea behind the special report was that, you know, Americans should not be duped by all of the misinformation out there. And, of course, in order to drive that home, they had to go find two people, right? They had to go find two people. And, I mean, the, the political narrative uh, in, in how they selected these two people, it's just so blatantly obvious, right? The, the, it just drips with irony. The one, the one guy's from West Virginia. He's from rural West Virginia as Sanjay Gupta introduces him, where of course, you know, there's just a bunch of Republican redneck MAGA hat wearing Bible carrying gun toting, you know, conservative Republicans that, that don't take COVID seriously. And he was just another one of those fellas that didn't take it seriously because he's an older white male who, you know, voted for Trump and, but now he's, he's been awakened right now. This, now this gentleman who, oh, by the way, happens to be approximately by, you know, by visual estimates, you know, 350, 400 pounds, um, comes down with COVID and becomes seriously ill and has to go to the hospital. And of course, the narrative is he wasn't vaccinated. And if somehow had he been vaccinated, that would have made things so different. What would have been different? He would have lived? Well, he did live, right? Just like 99 point whatever percent, and you'll hear Gupta talk about it, percent of the people do, they survive. So, so we have to stop the spread of disinformation by spreading disinformation, right? And you'll, you'll see. So let's... Uh, Let's start playing some of those clips, Austin, and we'll just kind of work through them. Constantly Please, repeat on, the high get... survival rate. I'm sorry. Start over there if you could. I didn't have my headset on. Constantly repeat the high survival rate. Out of 100 people that COVID affects, the vast majority can stay home and take an aspirin. What do people think the survival rate is? What they post is like 98.5 to 99. If it's a 99% survival rate, that means one out of 100 people who get it die. 
Yes. If you apply that to the country, that means, you know, near, nearly 4 million. Oh, did the clip end there? Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I might, I might have given you the wrong time. Let me, so let me just quickly tell you what the rest of that clip was. Sanjay Gupta goes on to say, so that means 4 million people will die in America. Okay. Now, let's, let's replay that again. Constantly repeat the high survival rates. Out of 100 people that COVID affects, the vast majority can stay home and take an acid. Let's stop what there. What do people think the survival rate is? So, again, keep in mind, this is how, this is how disinformation actually gets spread. It's CNN, right? A national, worldwide, mega media conglomerate, right? That's on prime time, all time, all the time, all day long, right? I mean, you don't need me to explain to you who CNN is, right? If they're all day, every day, and they have all the big names in the world and millions and millions and millions of people watch. So they're CNN. Now they run a primetime special with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. If you were to go to the average American and say, name the first doctor you can think of other than your own, who are they going to say? I mean, I'm pretty sure Dr. Sanjay Gupta is coming to mind pretty quickly. Everybody knows who Dr. Sanjay Gupta is. So we have CNN, we have Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and we have a special report on COVID. All right? And they're going to tell you how misinformation spreads. And then the misinformation is going to come right out of their very mouths. And they don't hide it. And they're not ashamed of it. Okay? Because... They're telling you the truth right now. It's the same truth that we're telling you. It's the same truth that the so-called misinformation, disinformation spreaders are telling you. They're putting out there that we're spreading disinformation and misinformation about the COVID survival rate being nine, over 99% as they acknowledge that it's over 99%. And somehow because you hear it come out of their mouth, that means that we're wrong when we're giving you the same statistics. So I'm saying one plus one equals two. And they're like, oh my God, don't listen to Chad Hummel on Got Freedom Podcast. He's spreading disinformation. Oh my God, he's spreading misinformation. Everyone's going to think that one plus one is two. What? Tune in to CNN Friday night where you can learn all the right things. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, a mathematician, is going to explain to you about real math so that, you, so that you don't get the misinformation. And then the lights and cameras go on and Sanjay Gupta brings on, a, brings on this victim of COVID who didn't get vaccinated. And he starts off by telling us that one plus one is two. And you're like, huh? Well, he would probably flip it. He'd probably say two is one plus one. Ah, yeah. See, see that's that's the trick. You got to reword it. That's see, you know, all kidding aside, that that was pretty pretty impressive. You know, intelligence right there uh, from from the producer Austin from thumbs up. I get two. That's two thumbs up, Austin. Two thumbs up for Austin on that one. Um. So, so go ahead. Let's let's keep playing this clip. Yes. What they post is like ninety-eight and a half to ninety. Which it is. It's a ninety-nine percent survival rate. That means one out of a hundred people who get it. That's die. right. One. Yes. If you apply that to the country, that means you know near, nearly four million. All right. Now, now, this is where it gets worse. So what I just set up for you was they simply take what you already said to be the truth. 
and they re they re put it out there as if it's something different, even though it's the same truth that you've been telling. He he just acknowledged. He just did the dialogue, the back and forth between this COVID victim, this COVID survivor who survived, as they're trying to make it seem like people are dying, uh, but they have a survivor right live in front of you, and and they they confirm the truth for you. But then it gets worse because then what Gupta does here, and I apologize that the very end of the clip isn't there, but then what Gupta does is this is where he contorts the, the statistics. This is where he takes real numbers and then takes them out of context purposefully. Of course it's purposefully because he's not stupid. He's Dr. Sanjay Gupta and he has the bully pulpit of CNN. So he knows damn well what he's doing. And what he does is this. He leaves out the context and the part about the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people who don't get COVID in the first place, right? So he says one out of 100 will die. That means 4 million will die. Oh, no, it doesn't, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It does not. Because, doctor, isn't it true? Isn't it true that millions and millions and millions of people don't even get COVID in the first place? So they never fall into that one out of a hundred that will die? So it's not one out of hundred of all 330 million Americans. It's only one out of a hundred for the number of people that will get COVID. So obviously, if only, and this is where I'll show how bad I am at math, if only, I'll just use a simple example. If only 100 people get COVID, then only one's going to die. Not 4 million. Sanjay Gupta looked in the camera and told the American public, hosting a special on disinformation, and gave you disinformation. Purposefully gave you disinformation. He purposely told the Americans sitting at home on their couch with their three masks on that 4 million Americans will die under the statistics that people like me are putting out there. In other words, he's trying to say that when a person like me beats the drum of a 99% recovery rate, when it's really actually 99.7, but whatever, when somebody like me beats the drum of a 99.9 uh, 99% recovery rate, I'm taking it out of context because according to him, 4 million people will die. Liar. Dr. Sanjay Gupta is a liar, and he just lied to the American people. And he did that three or four weeks ago on CNN, on a special report on COVID disinformation. He didn't spread disinformation. He outright lied to you and told you that 4 million Americans will die under those statistics. Just simply not true. It's obviously a factor of how many people actually acquire the COVID, right? And if only 100 acquire it, only one's going to die, right? If only 10,000 acquire it, only 100 are going to die. Not 4 million, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. But, you know, that's okay. He's Dr. Sanjay Gupta. He can say whatever he wants, right? Let's hear what else, what he, what else he has to say. Like Travis did, potentially causing heart attacks and strokes. Some experts now argue that COVID is probably more of a vascular disease than a respiratory one. Did you hear that? Because Let's stop there. Impact. Whoa, that's a bombshell. Were you listening carefully? I talked about this on, on social media over the past few weeks in the context of this special. See, this is where, when in, in real time, for those of us who can follow this in real time, and it's not easy, 
But for those of us that can follow this in real time, and I did three or four weeks ago when I watched this and I explained to you what was coming, that's where you get labeled as the conspiracy theorist, right? So in real time, three or four weeks ago, I told you, oh my gosh, CNN is airing a special report that says that COVID is no longer a respiratory illness as we wear masks. It's a vascular disease. And what I told you was this is the setup for the fallout from the COVID vaccine, right? Because now people are going to stop drop people are going to start dropping dead of heart attacks and they are and you know you know they are. You know somebody. It's happening locally. I've heard the stories firsthand. I've consulted with people just this week already and it's only Tuesday. It is only Tuesday, right Austin? Yes. Thank I, you. I'm pretty sure. It's it's only Tuesday, and I've already consulted with somebody this week who knows somebody personally right here in Monroe County in the medical profession, high up in the medical profession, under the age of 30, who died, presented at the emergency room with an enlarged heart post-vaccination, right? Probably just a coincidence, all right, Sanjay Gupta, as I'm sitting here spreading this disinformation. So, but I told you four weeks ago after I watched this report, I told you four weeks ago that this was the setup so that when people start dropping dead and presenting with enlarged hearts at the emergency room, they could blame COVID variants instead of the vaccine. Don't you see how smart these people are? Don't you see how evil they are and how mad they are? Mad scientists? Don't you see? They, they set the narrative because they know what's to come, right? It's a cardiovascular illness now. It's not a respiratory illness. Some experts, what you just heard was, some experts now think that COVID is a cardiovascular disease, not a respiratory disease. Well, somebody pointed out to me today when I brought that up, well, then I guess that means we could take the masks off. Phenomenal, quick-witted observation, of course, right? Good luck with that. So again, we're spreading disinformation on COVID as they're spreading the propaganda, right, to lay the groundwork to blame the variants that were to come, which they're now here. So so that was three or four weeks ago I told you this. And now here we are. And now we have Microcron or Microsoft or what is it? Windows 2.0. What, what's the new variant? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Yes, of course. So, so we have this new variant that just came out, right? They just, um, I think, well, I mean, I ordered mine two weeks ago, Austin, and it hasn't shown up yet. Has your variant shown up yet? No, it's coming in from China. It's yeah. Stuck in a harbor. Yeah, I keep checking. I, I went on, um, they, they have like tracking. You can track these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you just, you go on and, you, you know, I checked my credit card and I, so I tracked it and it says it's in the, the San Francisco Harbor um, in one of those big containers or something. So I, I'm a little upset. I'm not sure if my variant is going to be here by Christmas or not. Um, I, ho I still hope it will be, though. Um, I'm, I'm holding out hope that, that my variant, you know, will be here by Christmas. If not, um, you know, I'll just go to the public market and, and pick up some slippers and, and things like that that I usually get all the, the ladies for Christmas. All right. So um, anyway, where was I? So let's go back to... Uh, Let's go back to these video clips here. Act on the blood vessels that line so many of our organs. Mm -hmm. Things became so serious that Travis wrestled with his own mortality. Last night I come to the realization that the chances of me 
not being able to give my daughter away at her wedding is greater than walking out. All right, can you stop there, please? All right, now I'm going to be, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I am going to be an asshole now, right? So here comes my asshole alert. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, that's on back order, too. No, that actually arrived. That that arrived on June 23rd, 1974. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I've gotten better at it ever since. Um, look, the guy clearly weighs, what, 400 pounds? Okay. And, and I'm not trying to be self-righteous either because I could stand to lose a few pounds myself. But the realization that you might not give your daughter away at her wedding should have come a lot sooner, sir. And, and again, I, I apologize that this is going to sound self-righteous, but I'm just going to be completely candid. I came to that realization myself about, well, it was in 2007. So 14 years ago, 14 years ago, I weighed 230 pounds. When I graduated from law school, a couple of years after I graduated from law school, had my first two children, I was all the way up to 229 and I'm only five, nine and three quarters. I was severely out of shape, overweight, unhealthy. And I literally came to that realization. I said, I have two children now. I, I believe my wife was pregnant for our twins at the time. Um, and I said, I am not going to be that guy. I am not going to be that guy that can't play with his kids. I am not going to be that guy who can't get off the couch. I'm not going to be that guy that everybody um, says a prayer for at the wedding that says, you know, well, let's pray for, you know, Chad who couldn't be here to, to give his daughter away. I came to that realization. Not everybody's, not everybody's going to, and I, and I wish people would on their own. But what's going on here? Is this is just classic gaslighting? This is this poor guy is being played and used and abused by the Gupta narrative and the disinformation narrative and the CNN narrative and the Big Pharma narrative, right? Big Pharma has probably been pumping drugs in this guy for twenty five. It looks like twenty five to thirty years already, right? Probably cholesterol meds, heart meds, and then when the heart meds cause the kidney problem, then they give him a drug for the kidney problem, and then when the kidney drug causes the bladder problem, then they give him a drug for the bladder problem, and when the bladder drug causes the liver problem, then they give him another drug for the liver problem, and then they take him off all the drugs because they can't figure out which drug is causing what, and so on and so forth. And the Big Pharma wheel spins and spins and spins and spins and spins, and then when they launch COVID on us, then they bring him on a CNN special report and they blame his health condition on COVID and not on his physical condition. And however many drugs that that are that he's probably interacting his COVID treatment with, right? I mean, who's to say, who's to say that when they first brought him to the hospital, had they not done A instead of B, he would have been perfectly fine. But because he was already hopped up on eight big pharma prescriptions for his cholesterol, his high blood pressure, his kidneys, his livers, and his bladder. Um, and his gout that whatever the treatment was that they gave him for the COVID didn't contradict with all those other drugs and so on and so forth, right? Because we're talking about science, I thought, in medicine. So if we're talking about science and medicine, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, let's talk about science and medicine. Let's not, let's not be an actor, which is nothing. That's all you are right here. You're just the narrative. You're just the narrative, right? You're just presenting a story as a narrative that fits your agenda. That's all you're doing here. Even if it's all true, 
Even if it's all true, all you are doing, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, is presenting your narrative based on your agenda. None of it's true. We just went through that. But even if it were all true, you're not a doctor in this in this special report. You're not a scientist in this special report. You're just carrying the water for the narrative that here's this rural guy from West Virginia. This is the guy that's from West Virginia, by the way. I don't know if we have that part of the clip. It doesn't matter. Just take my word for it. But this guy's from rural West Virginia and he lives in the Hicks with, or he lives with all the Hicks in rural West Virginia and none of his friends and family believe in the vaccine and dot, da 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 da. So, so CNN has to save him from himself and from the evil, wicked, you know, conservative Republicans that live in the foothills of Appalachia, right? That's all this is. It's a nothing but a stupid narrative and a stupid agenda that's full of lies and full of misinformation. Let's continue. Went through. We really need the world to know the truth. Should have been on that treadmill before. The consequences of not being vaccinated. Stop there. Well, you did. Perfect. All right. So now here's the kicker. So this was like a 30-minute segment, and I watched the entire thing when it was on. I just happened to catch it on CNN a few weeks ago, and then I watched it again today. So here's the kicker. You hear him say, we just want the world to know the truth about vaccinations, etc." But nowhere in this 30-minute clip do they even pretend to offer you anything about the vaccine and why it would have made a difference. Again, I always want to just take these people at their word, right? The best way to show how wrong or how hypocritical somebody's argument is or their position is is to take everything they say is true and, and just turn it right around on them, right? Okay, you had your 30 minutes of glory and fame. You had your 30 minutes on CNN. You, you, were, awake, you were awakened by the leftists. You were brought and rescued from the foothills of Appalachia and West Virginia to tell your story. You weren't vaccinated, and therefore you ended up in this situation, right? What a, what a phenomenal scientific theory that is. Right, all you all you masters um, candidates out there for biology or virology or whatever, whateverology you're studying at uh, RIT or MIT or AT and T, whatever you're studying out there, okay. I want you to present that as your thesis to your professor and see how far that gets you. Right, let that be your scientific conclusion. That four hundred pound guy from West Virginia who's a Republican, gets COVID when everybody's getting COVID. And now, just because he goes on CNN and says he wasn't vaccinated, that somehow we've drawn some conclusion. What's the conclusion that we've drawn? Well, they, of course, the conclusion that CNN and Dr. Gupta want you to draw is that had he been vaccinated, he wouldn't have found himself in this position. Well, what position is he in? He survived. He survived. There's people that are dying from the vaccine. Does it matter that he may have died if he got the vaccine? Does it matter that he maybe that maybe the vaccine and the six and, 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 the, and the second and the third and the fourth booster would have contradicted with his heart meds and his cholesterol meds and his liver meds and his bladder meds and his kidney meds and his gout meds? Does that matter? Where's that story? Where's that narrative? No, 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 no. No. As long as 
as long as it's CNN, as long as it's Dr. Sanjay Gupta, as long as it's Big Pharma's narrative, as long as Pfizer needs to make another billion dollars next quarter by jabbing, getting jabs in arms, ouchies, fauchies, fauchies, ouchies, as long as that's the case, then, then this is a phenomenal, phenomenal scientific conclusion that, that Gupta comes to here. Gupta comes to this great conclusion right? That's based on science and medicine. Had this 400 pounder been vaccinated, he'd not, he would not have suffered what he suffered from getting COVID. What the hell are they talking about? Tens of thousands of people suffered the exact same side effects with and without the vax. Some people have died from the vax, right? So I, I don't know. If you don't see that, you know, many of you, I, I, you know, I know we're in a little bit of an echo chamber here on the God Freedom Podcast. So I imagine that 99.9999% of the people watching and listening, you know, are already uh, woke, to use their term, already woke to what I'm telling you. Um, but, you know, maybe there's one person out there that'll finally wake up after they hear this and watch this incredible video from Gupta. Is there any, are there any more clips from that, Austin? There might have been one more. Sort of interactions with people. Are you going to lose friends over this? Oh, this oh is I already have. So you get sick, you go to the hospital, you yep. almost die, and you're losing friends. Stop. <laughs> wow. Where do I go with that one? I mean, I, I could do an entire show just on that one ridiculous remark that Gupta just made. He goes to the ho- He gets sick. He goes to the hospital. He loses friends. He loses friends. Hmm. Is that the same as losing your job? Gupta, that's what you're worried about, Gupta? It's almost, and again, keep in mind, this was three, four weeks ago, right? On the verge of millions of American nurses and teachers losing their jobs, being fired because they won't take the jab, right? Because it's my body, my my choice, unless it's not my body, my choice. So on the verge of millions of hardworking, and I'll just use the nurses and the healthcare workers, the frontline heroes, right? The TikTok warriors, the TikTok heroes for, for nine months, they were the TikTok heroes. And now Gupta is on TV wringing his hands about a guy who's supposedly losing his friends in rural West Virginia because now he thinks he should get vaccinated. Really? That's who we should be worried about? We should be worried about that 400-pound man who has been awoken to the vaccination, but we're not worried about the nurses who can't even support their families now. We're not worried about the families who, who've had to sell their homes, right? We're not worried about them. No, no, we're worried about Gupta's, Gupta's worried about uh, his narrative, right, and his, and his pocketbook. Um, you know, let me quick, quickly tell you this, another personal experience, it just came to mind in talking about losing jobs, another personal experience over the weekend. Um, I was at uh, a TJ Maxx out in uh, Victor over the weekend, and a young couple uh, with a baby in a stroller came up to me, and they recognized me from social media and so on and so forth. And they asked me if I was Chad Hummel, and I, of course, said yes, and so on and so forth. So... Real quick, I'll tell you, both healthcare workers, I believe one was a nurse and, and one had another position in the hospital field, um, and they were both fired recently. And, and all I could do as they told me this, by the way, they were in good spirits, very optimistic, very, we got this, right? Um, 
You know, isn't that ironic? Juxtapose that to what we just watched. This this guy who didn't take care of himself, poor me, further victimizes himself by succumbing to the CNN narrative, by going on TV and making a freaking ass out of himself, right? In order to in order to continue to spread the false narrative, the phony narrative of big pharma and the left when it comes to COVID. Uh, he further victimizes himself, and he's not even a victim. He's nothing but a victim of of at worst a virus, right? That's what he's a victim of. Um, at best, actually, I should say. At best, he's a victim of a virus. At worst, he's a victim of his own life choices and his own health decisions that he's made uh, in time. But here's a couple that I meet at TJ Maxx who was fired for doing nothing wrong, right? For just showing up and working in what used to be America. Um, and they have a young baby. The, 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 the baby couldn't have been a year, I'm guessing, probably less than a year. I could be wrong. Um, my kids are all grown now, so it's hard to put it back into context. But the, 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 little, the little child was in a stroller. It looked pretty young. And all I could do was stand there and think to myself, oh, my God, what are they going to do? They don't have jobs. It's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. They have a baby. They were happy. They were optimistic. Um, they were, they were glad to meet me. I was glad to meet them. We had a nice conversation for about 20 minutes. Um, they have a plan in place. They're going to, you know, they're going to plow ahead. They're going to plow ahead. They're going to, they're going to put their heads down, um, and continue to do their thing. But what patriots, right? What courageous individuals they are. Is CNN going to do a story on them? No, right? These are, these are Americans. These are two people that live right here in our community here in Rochester, New York, who just lost their jobs at Rochester Regional Health. And I, I think one was at Rochester Regional, one was at Strong, but it doesn't really matter. Um, right here in the local health community, and they were fired because they wouldn't succumb to a forced medical procedure for a, um, you know, a, a so-called vaccine, which should, it, it wouldn't even qualify for a vaccine, but for the FDA and the CDC changing the definition of a vaccine recently, uh, it's just a shot, just like the flu shot, but um, whatever, you get the point. So, so yeah, I just wanted to, you know, mention those people. Keep them, keep them in your prayers and, and keep everybody because, unfortunately, you know, right here in Rochester, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of, of people in, in that exact same boat. So, all right, it's, uh, it's 5.05 right now, so we are running out of time. Um, there was one last short topic that I was going to get to um, let's quickly throw that up on the screen if we can, Austin, and I'll see how quickly I might be able to cover it. If not, I'll just move on and we'll shut things down for the night. It is a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a, there's about a five or six minute video behind that, that I wanted to go through. Maybe, maybe I'll get to it next time. Maybe I won't probably won't. I'll probably forget all about it by next Tuesday where you'll join me again on the God freedom podcast next Tuesday at four on the God freedom podcast. You can also join me tomorrow on what we call the big show, Kimberly's revolution. That'll be four o'clock tomorrow right here on the, we, the people podcast network. But so that was your fearless leader, uh, sleepy Joe Biden teleprompter and all. And maybe that sounds familiar right? Maybe what that stupid son of a bitch just said into the camera sound familiar, right? That he doesn't want to alarm people, right? It's nothing to be alarmed about. Remember when Donald Trump said that? And I don't, I don't have that video clip. I, I literally put this 
last part together right before we went on air, but I, I do have a headline. Um, you all remember, though. Austin, do we have that headline? Yeah, Trump draws fire for saying he downplayed the virus, right? Well, of course, that's a lie, right? Trump never specifically said that he downplayed the virus. That's obviously taken out of context. They can certainly, we could certainly take what Joe Biden just said and, and spin it and say he's downplaying the variant, right? He's downplaying the, uh, what was the variant called again, Austin? Optimus Prime? Yeah, that's what, I, I think so. Correct. That's the one that I'm still waiting for to come in from, I think I ordered on Amazon. I see, I, I should have done Amazon Prime. Yeah, you got to have the Prime. Otherwise, yeah. it's not even worth it. Yeah, I should have ordered my variant on Amazon Prime. But in any event, so so Trump draws fire. That's not even the word for it. They, I think... I think they were actually talking like third or fourth impeachment, right? Just like the third and fourth booster. I think they were talking impeachment when they when when Trump said, you know, it's nothing to worry about. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Right? They wanted to impeach the guy. Joe Biden just said, you just heard him say it. Nothing to panic about. That's what a leader. And you know what? And the and the people that were defending Trump at the time said just this. That's what a leader's supposed to do. A leader's supposed to take the information they have and act upon it in a way that needs to be acted upon and then present to the public in a way that calms their fears. That is the definition of what a leader's supposed to do. So, because I'm not inconsistent, right? It's the leftists that will wiggle, woggle, they'll jump, they'll flip, they'll flop, they'll change their story every day. Doesn't no matter, doesn't matter what, as long as they'll tell whatever story they need to tell to fit their narrative and their ultimate agenda. I'm okay with what Biden just said. I'm not here to mock him. He's Biden's not drawing fire for that from for me. Biden's drawing fire indirectly because I'm certain Biden was probably on the record knocking Trump back for because that was during the campaign. So the, the, the very thing, the very exact thing that Trump drew fire for saying, Biden just said, right? When Trump said it, he wasn't a leader. He was hiding. He was ducking. He was, he was spinning. He was, he was providing disinformation about COVID. He caused lives. He, right? they, they literally said he killed people. Because he was holding back information and he wasn't honest with the American public about the danger. Um, and uh, and I'm just reading a comment here. Bello and Mendoza on TV right now talking about the Monroe County state of emergency shutting us down. Yeah, well, we knew that was coming because Erie County did it last week. And, you know, Bello and Mendoza had to sit by and wait and see what the reaction was. So now it looks like they're going give to give it a shot too. Um, good luck with that, guys. So... Um, yeah, so Trump drew fire for that. Biden said it and it's okay. Um, and then there's more to that clip, but we're, we're really pretty much out of time here. It's five ten. So I thank you all, um, for tuning in tonight. Please, um, please click like or whatever you're supposed to do there on the show. Please share it. Um, I don't say that probably often enough. I mean, I, I post this all on my social media. Of course, many of you are, are quote unquote friends of mine on Facebook. So you can find me Chad Hummel on Facebook. I also have a Twitter handle. Um, I don't even know what the hell it is. Let me look it up here real quick. I'm on Twitter, um, under my, uh, so one of my businesses is called the tax opposer. I do property tax assessment reduction. So I, so my company, my appraisal consulting, my assessment uh, a consulting firm is called the Tax Opposer. Um, my Twitter 
is I think it's yeah it's Chad Hummel at Tax Opposer at T A X O P P O S E R. So you can follow me on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so you know, thank you for watching my show. Uh, let your friends know about it. Share the show out on your social media also, so people can tune in and, and hear the truth about these things. And let's keep spreading. Um, the correct information, despite what the leftists continue to say. So, all right, Chad Hummel, Got Freedom Podcast. Thank you for joining me, and go America. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.